I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. And despite the fact we were gone for last week, fall for fall break, and then I wasn't here the other week before then because I went home for um, my birthday. And now we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Will did a great job with the show, though, two weeks ago by himself. Yep. And with that being said, a lot has happened in sports, including a lot of QB injuries in the NFL and NBA started up, NHL has started up. With that being said, football still continuing on as our Gardner-Webb team, who is 1-6, prepares to take on Liberty, who is 3-4. Now, this QB that Liberty has is actually really good, but despite the fact that Liberty has lost four games in a row after going starting out 3-0, it's going to be hard to see if they can live up to what they were potentially going to be. With that being said, Will, how do you see this game this com- coming up this Saturday? Well, obviously, uh, this is a heated rivalry, uh, dogs and uh, flames. Um, I say that this could, uh, that uh, the the way that uh, Gardner Webb has been playing, this could potentially be a blowout. But I say that since uh, they are playing their arch rivals, the uh, Liberty, and uh, I, in my opinion, rivalry games in college football are always uh, the most fun and the most intense. So I think that this <coughs> could either end up being a blowout or uh, um be uh, very close. With that being said, though, rivalry games are usually the best games, like you said, and we've got two good QBs facing off against each other here. Gardner-Webb's defense has been known to hold their opponents in the second half, only allowing 21 points total in the second half. Most of those were came from A&T and A&T in the, for week one. With that being said, against Kennesaw State, it was 17-3 to at halftime. That score stayed the same as Gardner-Webb lost 17-3 to mm-hmm. in the game. So, depending on how Gardner-Webb's defense plays, I think will be a major role here. Depending on how how Tyrell controls the ball, how limited amount of turnovers he gives. He had three interceptions in the last game. So, with that being said, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And women's soccer here for Gardner-Webb, they face off in Liberty in the Big South Conference Tournament in soccer. So, with that being said, women, they've done decently this year. They actually won the last three of their four games that they had. Now they take on a Liberty team who is decent as well. Everyone's playing Liberty, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> it's Liberty weekend. Yep. So, Will, who, uh, what, what is your point on the women, what is your opinion on the women's soccer team? Well, last year uh, they came up uh, very close in the uh, playoff, in the uh, conference tournament, uh, again, and they lost to Longwood. Uh, that ended up going into a shootout, mm-hmm. or penalty kicks. Uh, so I feel like that, uh, seeing how uh, Liberty has been uh, doing, I say this could possibly uh, go uh, to a, a penalty kick as well. I, I almost said shootout. I don't know why. I'm thinking of hockey for some reason. <laughs> uh, but uh, like you said, uh, the women's soccer team has been doing okay as of uh, late. Um, and uh, with uh, how they've been doing, I think that uh, there is a slight chance that they could pull out a victory here. Yes, uh, it's going to be... I think that if the women's soccer keeps up the defense they have, and they have great players on this team. They've had potential all year, and we just haven't seen much of it, sadly. With that being said, I think going into this um, game, having the mentality, I think they have a chance to beat Liberty here as well. Major League Baseball, it's the World Series. Two teams who, if you were to tell us we're going to play in the World Series at the beginning of the season, we wouldn't have believed you, but now... Dodgers in the World Series for the first time in 30 years. Astros here for the first time in 10. With that being said, 
it's tied, the series is tied one to one between the two. Game three is tonight. You have the two pitchers going at it today with Darvish from the Dodgers and McCullers from the Astros. Now, Darvish's record for the Dodgers this season is actually 10 and 12 for wins and losses when he's starting pitcher. With that being said, Dodgers, like we said, we've been saying they have an all-star team all year. The Astros, they have a pretty good team led by Springer, with who leads the team in home runs with 34. The Altuve, who has three, who has a batting average of 346 and leads the team in hits, as a matter of fact. With that being said, Will, let's talk about this game, this big World Series game. Both games played at NLA. Now they go to Houston to play two more. What is your opinion on the World Series so far? Oh, boy. Um... You know, uh, people thought that uh, ever since uh, the Yankees uh, was it, were able to beat the Indians when they were on the verge of being swept, and when it looked like they were going to beat the Astros, people thought, uh, "Holy cow, the Yankees might actually do this. They might actually go to their like their forty-first World Series uh, in history, in franchise history, which is like easily the most in Fran in MLB history." Um. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the Astros ended up coming back, and two teams that uh, nobody thought would uh, be in the World uh, Series at this point uh, mm -hmm. uh, are end up going for baseball as the biggest prize. It's tied one game apiece. I say this is good, probably going to be like last year's World Series, where, where it's probably going to come down to one new, more game. I think so, too. And you talk about these two teams who were outstanding throughout the regular season, and I favor the Dodgers. I predict the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, but at the same time, it's going to be hard to tell. Like if you never with the Cle like last year with Cleveland and Chicago, you didn't know how it was going to go. It kept going back and forth. Next thing you know, Cubs came back after being down by two. So it's going to be interesting to see. Dodgers can both teams can make history here, team history, if one of these teams were to win. And either way, the Dodgers have made history, going back to the World Series for the first time in 30 years. But to win it after 30 years. That's going to be impressive to see. Yankees, speaking of the Yankees, they fired Joe Girardi, their manager, after 10 seasons. Now, this was a shocker to many people. When Will, as you as a Yankee fan, how do you feel about that? Was that a smart move or what? What's, why? Well, honestly, this uh, took uh, everybody by surprise. Not only Yankee fans, but also baseball fans as well. Um, because uh, Joe Girardi, uh, even, though he's been, even though he hasn't uh, done a whole lot, with the Yankees, uh, he he has uh, led them to a World Series title, even though that was all the way back in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Uh, but they say this is gonna be. They said this was, this was gonna be a rebuilding year, and while as great as they did did uh, this uh, this season, uh, I don't know why they would want to get rid of uh, their manager. I understand that they want to uh, try to make it to the World Series again. Or if uh, they have something else uh, planned, but uh, for right now, just have to play, wait, and uh, see what the what the pin, what the Bronx Bombers have in store. He actually had a winning record as Yankees manager. With that being said, though, if we talked about this the other day, how the Yankees are looking to rebuild, and this was part of their rebuilding process. If that is so, are they really looking to go deep into deep into that rebuilding process? When you already have a great team, people thought this would be a rebuilding year. It was nothing. It was it was a rebuilding year, but they went further than people thought. Led by Aaron Judge, and you know, when you lose players, I mean, Derek Jeter, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, one of the greatest Yankees players of all time, definitely. 
And the rebuild after him leaving, they it look they look like a great team. And I can't wait to see for next season to see how they do. I think after the draft and after the offseason moves, you'll see the Yankees back in action maybe to the World Series next year. With that being said, college football, Tennessee run, star running back John Kelly and their linebacker are suspended for marijuana possession. No, the, now, no one has given detail on how long they are suspended, but with that being said, we talk about this all the time. Well, this is basically almost the same conversation, how great players do the stupid stuff and cost the, not only their careers, but their team as well. So with that being said, Will, what, what can you really say about this? Uh, I said this before, and I think I'll say it again. Uh, uh, this is kind of one of the problems for uh, people, for athletes who go to big-time uh, sports schools uh, to, pl- to, pl- to be an athlete, that they, uh, they are at these schools like Ohio State, um, or, say, Florida, the Gators, and they think they're above the system and that they can do basically whatever they want, when in reality that's not really the case because uh, when you're an athlete, uh, there will be consequences on uh, some of the stuff you do. Yes, and to think about this, like, you could avoid this so much. We talk about this all the time, honestly, and to think you're invisible because you're one of the best players on the team and you go and do that, next thing you know you're suspended and... You're going to look back on this in your career and say, why did I do this? Why did I get myself into that position to where my career is no more? And so hopefully that's a recovery. Hopefully they're not suspended from the team because that's a big loss for Tennessee already for them to be suspended. And for NBA, moving on to NBA, LeBron James, breaking more records. He played his 1,772nd game against the Nets. Well, not against the Nets total, but like in the NBA. So with that being said, despite the shocking loss, the Nets have actually looked really good despite losing Jeremy Lin, and we'll go into that later. And Brooke Lopez. Yes, it's been. So with that being said, what teams have been impressive to you so far in the NBA? We literally only played six games in the season. We're only six games into the season. And I think, to me, I think there are a couple of teams. First off, Brooklyn, who... No one would have expected to do as well as they are doing. They're, first, they're first in their division right now. I know. <laughs> it's like they lost Jeremy Lin to injury. You know, Brooke Lopez got tr- – they traded to the Lakers, and they lost a couple of other players as well. But they've also gained some over the offseason. So this really and truly is – even though we, they've only played five games, I mean, it's still good to see them do as well as they are. And with that being said, you want to talk about Washington – Wizards, John Wall looking even better than last year. Orlando Magic 3-1 and one right now. And these superstar teams like the Cavaliers, they've lost, they're have they 3-2 right now. Warriors 3-2. OKC, who has a big three with them now, 2-2. Two two. So, Will, who is, which team has impressed you the most and which team is shockingly not doing too well? Oh, wow. Um, well, the first team that uh, took me by surprise, I think... Uh, it, it would take anybody by surprise, would have to be the Milwaukee Bucks. They're being led by uh, Giannis Antu- Antetokounmpo. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> if I mispronounced his name. Uh, and uh, let's be honest, who thought that they would actually be doing this as well? And he's up for MVP. He's projected to be an MVP race. He's been amazing on the court. He had a triple-double his first game. And with that being said, I mean, people, even LeBron said this guy has – the type of talent to be one of the top 10 best players in the NBA currently. And they're being uh, coached by one of my childhood heroes, uh, Jason Kidd, who I grew up watching. Absolutely loved him as a player. And with such, 
he was such a veteran in the NBA to where he has experience to where he knows how to coach these teams. It's He's doing a great job with it, too. I mean, oh, they've got Chris Middleton, can't forget about him, Greg Monroe, and they've got a lot of good players on their that squad. And led by Giannis, I'm excited to see what they do. Anybody else, Will, that has surprised you? Uh, the next one would have to be uh, the Orlando Magic, because who would have thought that they would be number one in their division uh, right now? Because they are above the teams uh, like... Uh, the Wizards, even though the record is uh, tied as of right now, and the Hawks, who were supposed to, who did uh, pretty well last uh, year, uh, uh, despite uh, uh, them uh, having uh, some some uh, some veterans and or injured players. Yes. Uh, let's see who else. Um, I there's one there's one more on here. Yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, despite uh, them losing their two biggest stars, Jeremy Lin and Brooke Lopez. Uh huh. Uh, I think that this uh, is a team that could potentially make uh, the playoffs uh, sometime. Probably not this season, but uh, maybe uh, next season as as the uh, as it goes on. We still have a long season ahead of us, but like I'm saying, it's it's good to see teams like that come unexpectedly up, and I, I'm excited to see how that goes for them this year. We're going to the NFL now. Aaron Rodgers injured, out possibly out for the season. I mean. It's been confirmed he more than likely will be. He had screws inserted into his collarbone. So with that being said, this really, really hurts the Packers. Brett Hundley coming in, I mean, he's a great QB. He hasn't shown NFL potential really and truly, but... All right, well, so let's talk about this for a minute. Packers can't seem to get a break. If they're not losing one superstar player one year, they're losing the next superstar player next year. Lost Jordy Nelson two years ago. Last year, they lost Eddie Lacy for a big amount of time, which is who is no longer on the team now. Now Aaron Rodgers, what what happens to the Packers now? I mean, do we no longer a big threat more than likely, but what's your what's your opinion on the Packers right now? What do you need to if you lose your best player on the team, how do you recover from that, especially from the QB position? Well, obviously this puts a lot of pressure on Mike McCarty, the head coach, cuz he has to uh, shift all these uh, players around and uh uh, put put them in the right uh, position. Now, for you to lose y- your ace, your uh, your trump card, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who helped you win a Super Bowl a few years ago, that is a ginormous uh, blow uh, for the people in Green Bay. Uh, and uh, for them uh, to uh, go out and lose more people, I think uh, that like some of their players could be aging a little bit, uh, yeah. I think. Well, and honestly... The Packers' defense was not has not been that great, so that really puts pressure on the offense even more. So if, if you're Brett Hundley, I've got to be like, okay, I am have big shoes to fill in for this season. What am I going to do to help this Packers team get to where they usually are? How, what do I do in the absence of Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers has been coaching Brett Hundley, actually. actually. He's been giving him pointers and tips. I mean, he's a great mentor, so I'm, I wouldn't give, on Brett, give up on Brett Hundley just yet. Speaking of QB injuries, you know, Joe Flacco got injured yesterday. Go, we'll get to that in a minute. Carson Palmer injured his elbow. He has been put on injured reserve and is out for at least eight weeks. A big blow to the Cardinals as well. Drew Stanton, the backup, is playing. With this being said, though, I mean, the Cardinals didn't really go and get a QB in the draft. So that is was is that a big mistake that they made, Will? And not, next to that, how do you recover from losing Carson Palmer for eight weeks? You're already struggling this season. Well, when you lose a veteran like uh, Carson Palmer, who is... Easily, I think, uh, poss- likely an elite quarterback, uh, and he's been one uh, for who knows how long. Um, uh, it's a pretty big uh, deal, and when you never picked up a QB in uh, the draft, 
that's kind of a, an idea that you're not really uh, thinking, uh, okay, we need to beef up our offense a little bit. Uh, sure, we have Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald who are at the prime of their careers, possibly going to be retiring soon and likely going to be going into the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, but they need to think and they need to think fast. Yes, they really do. And I mean, you're talking about Larry Fitzgerald, easily a great wide receiver, future Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind. And he's been, he started the first three weeks, he was doing great. Now people are double teaming him. People have had trouble getting him the ball. And when you have an unexperienced quarterback like Drew Stanton, it's going to be hard to get Larry the ball. And you've also got to remember this, they've got a great team, but they have just not worked. They've not communicated well. I mean, their defense, who was top five last year, it's now top 15. With that being said, it's going to, it's going to take a lot of thinking. But with the great coach like Bruce Arians on the job, I think it shouldn't be too hard. Even if you don't go to the playoffs this year, you can rebuild next year with another QB because Carson Palmer could retire after this year. We don't know if Larry will or not. Possibly. He hasn't said. You need to get a QB in the first round, Lamar Jackson, or whether it be Josh Rosen, or even – the guy, um, Josh Allen out of Wyoming. Either way, that would be my target for next year. J.J. Watts, he, now over, over time, they have raised a lot of money. Now, he announces that $33 million will be donated to help hurricane victims, adding to the 100, over $100 million total that is helping hur Hurricane Harvey victims. Great guy right here, really helping his state. You love to see guys like this really help out. And with that being said, Will, I mean, how, how do you think, think J.J. Watt, and what do you have to say about him? Great character for such a beast on the field, great character. Obviously, this side. guy it seems like such a mean, tough guy on the field, when really he has a, a good heart when he and the rest of the team have been working so hard to help uh, all these hurricane victims because I don't think Texas has been hit but like this in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I'd say none until, like, well, the 2006 or something or 2007. Yes. And you see a lot of tornado disasters there, but never a big hurricane like this. And this totally knocked them off the charts. It wasn't even expected to hit Texas until too late. So you love to see – J.J. Watt is like a cuddling teddy bear, as my mom called her. <laughs> he said, tough on the field, but then great guy when he comes on out. And, I mean, it's, it's great to see guys like this. I mean, you saw earlier in the year Deshaun Watson gave his paycheck to three cafeteria workers yeah. who needed help. And just a lot of great guys on the field. If, hey, Tom Brady, I'm, you honestly need to take some advice from that because it's obvious that you are nowhere close to being that. <laughs> With that being said, Colts are talking. There are rumors. A rumor went out this week. Now, the Colts, no Andrew Luck this season right now. Jacoby Brissett, though, has come in and has played, done excellent. There's talks that they might separate. They might divorce from Andrew <laughs> Luck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. With that being said, Will... We don't know if this rumor is true or not. They have not, the Colts have not come out and said anything, but there are rumors going around. If that's the case, smart decision. And honestly, what do you think about this, honestly? Um, as much as I thought Andrew Luck probably could have brought the Colts back to life ever since Payne Manning left, um, I feel like uh, that uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett is probably uh, the way to go. I mean, uh, I remember watching him when they played the Titans on Monday night. He was really good. In fact, I think uh, I was like, why hasn't anybody picked this guy up and made them him their starter? Because the Patriots only played him one game, and that was when they got shut out by the Bills. 
They played him two games. Oh, they played against him two the games. Texans. He helped yeah. beat the, the Texans, but then the Bills shut him out the next well, then one. Then both shut him out the next one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I felt like uh, that uh, if they uh, they uh, uh, when Tom Brady retires and say uh, uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets uh, hurt. Uh, then who, who will the Patriots have? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Colts, uh, they already seem to have a, a good idea of who they want to, to start. Because, uh, honestly, Andrew Luck hasn't been doing all that uh, much. Overrated. It's the great word to describe Andrew Luck, <laughs> in my opinion. He, I thought of him as overrated. Him and RG3, to me, were always overrated when those two came into the NFL. Now, they performed well, yes, but... Andrew Luck is not Peyton Manning. That's what people kept saying. That kind of irked me. No, but there can never be another Peyton Manning. That's big shoes to fill. I mean, I don't care how bad he performed in his last year. He was He's a great QB. He's one of the greatest of all time. And Andrew Luck, as time went on, you saw him get hurt more. His IQ in football is great. He has a high IQ, which is probably why he led his class in Stanford with the highest GPA. Right. So, def- so definitely, that's one big one of his biggest strengths. Now... He has an arm on him, but he keeps getting injured. Do you really want to keep a QB that keeps getting injured? Or do you want fresh talent that's come in and helped you win? I mean, Jacoby Brissett is 3-2 and two right now with the Colts. 3-2. and two. Um, Well, I say that uh, if you have a QB that just keeps getting injured, then it's always good to have a, a backup plan. As my dad would always uh, say, there always has to be a plan B. Uh, and a plan B would stand for Jacoby Brissett. Exactly. And I really think you you made a you made a great marketing decision giving up Philip Dorsett and getting Jacoby Brissett. With that being said, which team has been the most surprising you to this to you this season? I'm gonna go with the Saints. The Saints, you know, they started okay. out rough. Next thing you know, their defense has gotten better. Their defense looks amazing, actually. Now they are four and two. The Bills have surprised me most of all. I mean, they tied with the Patriots in first place right now. And with that being said, I think they're the team in that conference to beat the Patriots. Yeah, they could be. What is who is which team surprised has surprised you the most, Will? I'm going to go with a team that I think uh, surprised everybody, and that would have to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Because the last year, the Carson Wentz was on fire, but then he just sort the spark just sort of, just sort of died out a little bit. Um, uh, and now the spark has been relit, and, uh, the Eagles are just white hot right now. Uh, uh, they, they could be a, they now could be a potential threat to win the NFC uh, title, since it looks like that the Packers and, uh, the, uh, Falcons are a little bit of a long shot, uh, away from that. With that being said, um, Car- I read a fact that Carson Wentz now has 16 touchdown passes. There are only three in QBs in... Eagle QBs that have done, had 16 touchdown passes by week eight. Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, and now Carson Wentz. I knew this guy was going to be great. I liked him. I, well, I loved to watch him growing up at North Dakota State. I said growing up while watching him play for <laughs> North Dakota State. <laughs> and now I knew he wasn't overrated. I knew bringing him in, he would succeed. I mean, I mean, everyone thought I was crazy because I said the same thing about Blake Bortles and look how that turned out. But... Carson Wentz is definitely a great QB. Even as a Cowboy fan, you can be unbiased and say Carson Wentz is definitely really grown into the NFL. With that being said, it's time for NFL Picks, brought to you by Gardner Webb University. <laughs> <laughs> With that, first off, Raiders three and four take on the Bills four and two. Now the Bills are like I said, the Bills are having an impressive season. Derek Carr is back for the Raiders, but yet they still seem to struggle. But after upsetting the Chiefs last week, can they beat the Bills and go four and four? Will Oh, wow. Um, uh, 
Well, I thought that the Raiders have been on fire as of late. Well, in the when the season first began, and I actually thought that they could probably be uh, the team to knock off uh, the Patriots if it were to come down to, to that. But uh, since they even since they're now three and four, and since they're last in the AFC West, even though they're technically tied with the Chargers, uh, I say they have a long hill to climb. As for the Bills, they like you said, they've been impressive as of uh, late with uh, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Um, I say that the Bills will win, but not by much. I say it's going to be a close one. I think it comes down to a field goal to where you have two great kickers on that team, and I think the Bills win it by a field goal. Chargers have won the last two games. They are now 3-4. and four. They take on the Patriots 5-2. and two. Big rivalry matchup between Rivers and Brady. Who wins this one, Will? Will Brady beat Rivers again, or will Rivers come out on top? Well, uh, I know that there's a rivalry between Rivers and uh, Brady, but let's be honest. It, it can't beat the rivalry that would happen between uh, Brady and Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, no. Easily the not. best quarterback rivalry of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, the Patriots, uh, they were dominant uh, on uh, Sunday night when they uh, blew, almost blew out the Falcons. Uh, hashtag uh, Foggate, as uh, people <laughs> are saying it is. Um, but I'm uh, going to go with uh, the Patriots. The Chargers just don't seem like they're on the right... Uh, track as of right now and when you play in Foxborough it's always going to be tough. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Patriots here as well. Like basically basing off the information you have said was everything I was thinking as well. Falcons 3 and 3 take on the Jets team that has done decently well than people have thought. Who wins this one? Will will the Jets be able to come back from that game they should have beaten the Dolphins in and be upset the Falcons? All right, can't be can't be biased in this one. Uh but uh, the Jets last week they did well in the first uh, half, but then their rookies just got so cocky and they've been getting penalized left and right. That's what uh, killed them uh, last week, and that's what allowed the Dolphins to beat them. And they can't uh, do that, uh, especially w since they're going to be taking on uh, the former NFC uh, champions, uh, the Falcons. Uh, and uh, people are probably going to be thinking, oh, uh, we're, the Falcons are g probably going to have uh, another lead and then they're going to blow it. No, 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 no. But you have to take every single game seriously, no matter what uh, the lead is. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I say that the Falcons are going to give the Jets a hard time. But uh, I've been in the Jets stadium multiple times. And... <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. And uh, it could get... <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. It could get pretty tough in there. Achoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but I'm going to go with the, the Jets on this one. Oh. Just, but just by just by a field goal. I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. I think this is the game they need to recover from recover from because they have not been performing well. Matt Ryan has more interceptions than touchdowns, which is surprising because the top two QBs that had the most passing yards last year have more interceptions than touchdowns, Ben Roethlisberger being the other one. Now, coming into this game... This is going to be a tough one. The Jets' defense is something you can't be cocky about. The Jets' defense is amazing, definitely, in my opinion. They are top five in rushing defense, which the Falcons rely on when Matt Ryan is struggling. Devontae Freeman's going to have a hell of a day against this defense, but the oh, yeah. Falcons win it in the end. Texans take on the Seahawks. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, two dynamic QBs. Deshaun Watson with 15 touchdown passes, hmm. only four picks. Doing a great job so far. Now, who wins this one, Will? Well, uh, I think uh, Deshaun Watson has pretty much shocked uh, the NFL as of, the NFL fan base as of late. Because people are saying, oh, he's a rookie. He's not ready to uh, take uh, the responsibility of being a starter. But look at how well he's done so far. 
The Texans are 3-3, three and three, which, while not good, it's uh, really not uh, that bad either. Yeah. I mean, and meanwhile, he's going to take on uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, yeah. <laughs> who won a uh, Super Bowl a couple of years ago uh, when they just blew out Payne Manning and the Broncos. Uh, but when you play in CenturyLink uh, Field, I I'm gonna be, I think uh, I might be using uh, the stadium factor a lot because when you play at CenturyLink Field with a 12th man, uh, that's oh, I've never been in there, but I've been told it gets insane in there. Rumors are that the stadium shakes when the fans get wild, literally. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, the Seahawks by this one, but uh, just by a touchdown. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Texans in an upset here. Oh, the okay. reason I choose that is because Seattle has had their games this year where they'll be spot on. Next thing you know, they struggle tremendously. We see that a lot in the NFL, and I think we'll see it again here. I think the Texans upset them by two touchdowns. Broncos taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs have lost their last two. They lost to the Steelers oh, and. Wait. The Raiders, yeah, I know. We'll get back to that one. Okay. Broncos now 3-3. Three and three. So, with that being said, this is a big game for both teams. Oh, easily. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, Broncos, they've been struggling a little bit. Uh, Paxton Lynch, uh, as enjoyable as he was to watch in Memphis, I don't uh, think he's, uh, you know, quite ready. Oh, no, it's Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Simeon. Uh, he's been, he started out well, but he's struggled these last couple games. It's, uh, it's what happens whenever you play on the big stage. Uh, when you go into the NFL, you just uh, start to struggle. Um, uh, but uh, for the Chiefs, although they've been struggling a little bit, uh, they've still been impressive as of late uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Kareem Hunt, who took uh, the NFL rushing, uh, the, who took uh, the NFL running back uh, league by storm. Yes. So who wins this one? Do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Chiefs in this one. I'm, this is a game where you see a great defense versus a great offense. I see the Chiefs winning this one, though. I mean, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, two dynamic people players. Alex Smith is definitely someone to watch out for. Now, Travis Kelsey has struggled these last games. Now, whether or not the, Von Miller, who will be guarding Kelsey, it's going to be interesting to see that matchup. Look for that matchup. I think the Chiefs win this one. And finally, the game of the week is one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL history. Dallas Cowboys 3-3 take on the Redskins 3-3 in an NFC East showdown. All right, Will. Both teams seem to be hot and cold. With that being said, who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, They're trying to battle for a second-place spot, trying to battle with the Eagles. Um, Redskins, Kirk Cousins, uh, been on and off as of late. As for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, uh, also on and off. So I say this is going to be a bit of a toss-up, but I say in the end that the Cowboys will take this one. I think they could potentially uh, take on the, the Eagles for their NFC South uh, or NFC East title. You know, the Redskins had two chances to beat the Eagles, and they blew it in the last quarter of the game. With that being said, you're talking about the Cowboys and the Redskins. A big rivalry. It's always a close one when these two play. I can never recall a blowout between these two. With that being said, I think you've got to look at two dynamic QBs. Well, I wouldn't consider Kirk dynamic. I consider him an on-and-off QB, which is why I've been telling Jake Rudin, you need to start Colt McCoy. He has better potential than Kirk. With that being said, though, I see the Cowboys winning this one because their defense has gotten back on track. They have been amazing. And, yes, they they blew out the 49ers, a team who was 0-7, but I think that their defense has really shown what they've been capable of this year. So, Cowboys in this one. College football picks, ladies and gentlemen. First, we're going to start with the unranked games. 
Starting with Louisville, who is five and three. A sh big shocker there. Yeah. Taking on Wake Forest, four and three. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, it changed it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Louisville. I think they need to get back on the uh, track. Uh, and, and if uh, Lamar Jackson wants to prove that he is worth uh, being a uh, first uh, a first round draft pick, possibly a top 10 uh, pick as well, uh, then this is his chance to, to prove it, even though Wake Forest has been struggling a little bit. But I'm going to go with Louisville in this one. I'm going to go with Louisville, too. I think this is a game they really need to rebound against. Wake Forest has been great. Despite the fact they've lost the last two games, I think that Louisville needs to bounce back and win this one. Louisville with right. Lamar Jackson. Minnesota versus Iowa, both 4-3. and three. Both teams have been on and off. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, Iowa has been somewhat impressive as of uh, late. Uh, um, I think that they could potentially win their side of... Uh, uh, wait, hold on a second. They're in the same uh, Big side. Big Ten, yeah. The yeah, same side as the Minnesota. As the Minnesota. Uh, but, uh, I think that, uh, oh, geez. <laughs> um, okay, never mind. Uh, so, I think that they could be, potentially go to a good uh, bowl game, uh, considering they're 4-3 and three right now. Uh, and Wisconsin 7-0. and oh. Uh, but for Minnesota, uh, I am actually going to go with Iowa in this one. I'm going with Iowa because of their defense here. I like what I see from them. I think they... They, they stopped this explosive Minnesota offense and win it. It'll be a low-scoring game, too, I think. And finally, before we get to the ranked games, though, Mississippi State 5-2 and two versus Texas A&M 5-2. Both teams that should be ranked but are not yet. So who wins this one, Will? And Mississippi State has been on fire as a lately. In fact, people say that they could be the ones to knock off Alabama. Woo. But Alabama's still undefeated. Uh, they're still the top dog in uh, uh, college football. Um, and, uh, I uh, think that, uh, this will be, uh, probably be a close game, but I say that Mississippi State will win this one. I'm going Mississippi State. I think if Texas A&M is un overrated, and I think Mississippi State, like you said, has been on fire, I'm going with them in this one. We have four top 25 matchups today. I mean, not today, tomorrow. Yeah. With that being said, number 11, Oklahoma State, 6-1. Takes on number 22, West Virginia, 5-2. Two. two dynamic QBs, Mason Rudolph, 19 touchdown passes. Will Greer from West Virginia, 26 touchdown passes. Both over 2,000 yards in passing. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't know if you can stop Mason Rudolph. He has been an explosive uh, quarterback. Uh, he is likely going to be a Heisman winner, I think, at the end of this uh, season. Uh, and... Uh, uh, their offense has just been explosive as of late, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys here, too. Like you said, Mason Rudolph is great. Now, West Virginia is a great team. Their defense has gotten better since week one, but I still see Oklahoma State winning this one, honestly. Number four, TCU takes on number 25, Iowa State. Now, Iowa State has upset two top 25 opponents. They upset Oklahoma, and they upset Texas Tech, who was ranked last week. With that being said, they take on another ranked team, another top 10 team, TCU now. With that being said, who wins this one, Will? TCU undefeated, 7-0. Well, this puts a lot of pressure on uh, TCU because if you're undefeated and when somebody is right on your tail, a.k.a. Oklahoma State, then that means you're going to have to win uh, a lot of all, the rest of these games. And let's see, there are, let's see, five more games of the season left, I believe. Um, so uh, that's not a lot, uh, uh, and uh, that uh, just puts a tremendous amount of pressure on uh, TCU. They have to blow out Iowa State. 
Uh, I think they could probably do that. Uh, so I will go with the Horned Frogs in this one, but just barely. I think it'll be a close one, too. Like I said, Iowa State has really proved themselves. This QB that they have has gotten better. But I see TCU winning because of their defense in a close one. Josh Rosen and 4-3 and UCLA Bruins take on Jake Browning and the number 12-ranked Washington Huskies, 6-1. and one. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, UCLA has been uh, impressive uh, as of late uh, under Josh Rosen and under Jim Mora Jr. as well. Because uh, uh, who would have thought that UCLA would be uh, doing good at, at football? I don't think anybody would have predicted this. No. Uh, so, uh, But Jake Browning uh, for Washington, though. Who boy, this guy is something uh, special. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Washington in this one. I'm going to go with Washington, too. And also, you look at their running back, Gaskin, Miles Gaskin. Yes. As whereas their defense has been great this year. Now, they have a couple great receivers who, in the absence of John Ross, has really contributed to this team. I think Washington beats UCLA. UCLA is just struggling lately. I'm sorry. Number 16, Michigan State, 6-1. and one. Surprising a lot of people here. They take on an okay Northwestern team who is and 4-3. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, Michigan State... Uh, struggled uh, last uh, week against uh, Penn State, and now it looks like uh, they're probably going to get it a little bit easy here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Spartans on this one. Michigan actually played Penn State last week, not Michigan oh, State. Oh, Mich Michigan and Michigan, okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay, buddy, but yes, Michigan State, if you look at um their running back, LJ Scott, and you know they struggled. Michigan State did struggle in their last game last year, last week, and I forget the team they play off the top of my head, but... Now they take on a Northwestern team who's been okay this year, but I I don't see – they went into overtime with Iowa and lost it in a close one. I think Michigan State wins this one. A rivalry game between number three, Georgia. This this team is incredible. Georgia undefeated. No one would have thought that when, after they lost their starting QB. Jake Fromm has been amazing. Nick Chubb on his way to being great again. Take on Florida, who is three and 3-3, three, but still a dangerous threat with their – Amazing defense. Who wins this one, Will? Okay, this is easily one of the most fun rivalries in college football in my book. Um, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Georgia in this one. They're, uh, uh, it's a, a high-octane offense going up against a really uh, strong uh, defense. Yeah. And I think that with the power of uh, their Georgia's quarterback and along with Nick Chubb, I think that they could uh, definitely go far, potentially uh, threaten uh, Alabama for uh, an SEC uh, title. I think Georgia wins this one as well. I really see Georgia coming out and winning this one just because they have a great team. And, yes, they are the team, I think, that can beat Alabama. If Alabama were to beat Mississippi State, because I think they'll beat Auburn and LSU as time goes on, I think this is the team to beat Alabama. Georgia. Georgia Tech versus number seven Clemson. This is actually a good one. Two high-powered offenses. Who go? Who wins this one, Will? Uh, oh, this one is going to be a little bit uh, tough. Uh, Clemson. Uh... Still trying to find uh, their edge. They were number two or number four, uh, but uh, now they've dropped to number seven ever since that heartbreaking loss to Syracuse. Uh, and uh, uh, when Coach Dabo Sweeney said, we lost one game and we ended up winning the national championship. Maybe that can happen again. We're not uh, sure. They're, these two teams are trying to, we have teams trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Yep. And the Clemson really needs to keep on uh, fighting. So I'm going to go with the Clemson. I think they could uh, keep on fighting. Not so fast. Ah. <laughs> I think Georgia Tech upsets Clemson oh. here. And the reason I say that, okay, Clemson fans, before you get pissed here, let me explain. Okay, <laughs> go right ahead. I, I watched the Georgia Tech and Miami game. 
and I saw how explosive their offense was. Yes, they lost to Miami in the final seconds, but moving aside from that, I've seen how deadly this Georgia Tech team is. And Clemson has a great defense, yes, but their offense has been iffy, iffy, iffy. I mean, they've got freshman running backs who aren't fast. They're good, but not fast. Kelly Bryant has been okay. He, I thought he was. I thought when the first game started, I thought, hey, this might be a Heisman contender. But now he's starting to. He's not really been performing as well. With that being said, I think Clemson gets shocked by another unranked team. I see Georgia Tech upsetting them here. Okay. Now number fourteen, NC State versus number nine, Notre Dame. One of the games of the week. Both teams six and one. Who wins this one, Will? So, I don't know if uh, you or anybody that listens to this remembers this, but I said that early in the season that I did not have a lot of faith in uh, Notre Dame, that I thought that they were just gonna, going to struggle and tank the season. I do remember that, actually. So, it's time for me to eat, to eat my own words. Notre Dame has been uh, on a roll as of uh, late. They uh, blew out uh, USC uh, last week, their biggest rival of the season. And now, I think uh, these guys that uh, could be... Uh, a threat. Uh, I uh, can't believe I'm uh, saying this, but I actually think that the Fighting Irish are for real this uh, time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame. I think I'm going to pick NC State in an upset, and here's why. I think this amazing NC State defense led by Bradley Chubb, the best we've seen since Russell Wilson's sophomore year at NC State. I think if you look at this offense as well, they are not, they have been consistent. They are efficient. Now, every now and then they go on an inconsistent basis, but they've still managed to win the games. You talk about a team that has upset Florida State, who had a great defense. Louisville, they have upset. Now they take on Notre Dame. Next week they take on Clemson. That'll be a good one. I think they upset Notre Dame in this one. Now the game of the week. Two teams. Number two. Number two, Penn State. Saquon Barkley and the Nittany Lions. Take on number six, Ohio State, JT Barrett, Urban Meyer. Buckeyes. Who wins this one, Will? Yeah. Well, I've been paying attention to this college football season for as closely as I possibly can. And uh, I asked uh, people on, uh, you know, on Twitter and on Facebook, I was just like, how cool would it be if Alabama and Penn State played each other in the national championship? I actually think that could happen. With Trace McSorley and under Coach Franklin, I think uh, this uh, team is a, a ginormous uh, threat. This team could de uh, throw Nick Saban uh, and uh, the Tide as, uh, the t as the king of uh, the college football mountain. Uh, so I think uh, that uh, Penn State will win this one, but not by much. I think Penn State wins this one. I Like I said, um, everyone, no one talks about Penn State's defense. Defense wins championships. Yes, beautiful Saquon Barkley. He's been amazing this year. I mean, all except one game, he has had over 100 rushing yards and... You know he's returned to kick. He's even thrown a touchdown pass and caught a touchdown. With that being said, I think Penn State beats Ohio State in a very close game. I would love to see the Nittany Lions win. I think Nittany Lions have a chance to go to the national championship this year. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Real, real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. See you real soon.